Welcome. You have found us. This is the Riot Underground. This is where we get to speak with the instigators that are changing the world with disruptive technologies. I am so pleased today to have Richard Erb with us. Rich is the Executive Director of Smart Cities Connect. Rich, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tom. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Really excited to, to, to have you here. Uh, as our audience knows, myself and Riot work in this uh, this real-time data, data automation, Internet of Things kind of space. Anything with the the moniker smart on the front of it, uh, you know, kind of is a, a good way to think of it. There is probably no vertical that is growing faster, uh, no smart vertical anyway, than smart cities. Yeah. You've been at the heart of this for a long time. Uh, one of the first folks to really recognize the, the potential uh, in the sector. Give a little bit of just background of, of Smart Cities Connect, you know, yourself and background and, uh, you know, baseline for the audience who, who they're hearing from. Yeah. Hey, thank, thanks, Tom. Um, yeah, we're, uh, I got the opportunity about 10 years ago. Um, we, we, uh, I work for an events company. My background has been in the event space, um, always in the technology realm, uh, kind of came out of a, a, a nice run in the robotics and emerging AI industry, IOT, emerging IOT industry, and got an opportunity to kind of jump into more of a vertical sector around smart cities. And that was back in uh, 2015. And um, my uh, Matt Loudon, my, my current boss, um, offered me the opportunity to, to start an event um, around smart cities. And I looked around and there was really nothing happening here in North America on a national scale. There were some minor, you know, there were some meetings and maybe some council meetings and things like that taking place. But really, uh, other than what was happening in Europe and maybe around uh, the world, um, uh, you know, the Barcelona event was sort of the 100-pound gorilla in the space and people were leaving the U.S. to go to an event in Europe. And uh we saw the opportunity maybe to create something here in the U.S. And so we said, if we're going to do it, how do we make it different? And uh, a couple of things we did. One was we made it all about the cities. So this isn't a bunch of technology folks pitching to an audience, pitching to cities. It is um, real case studies, real discussions around problem solving, um, solution um, benefits, problems, challenges, net results. ROI, but done with the customer uh, as part of that conversation. So uh, it's really nice to have a, an AT&T or a Cisco or, or, or a Red Hat on stage with, a, you know, Philadelphia or a CIO from Chicago or from Las Vegas. Um, those are the types of closed loop conversations, I think, that really help spark interest in, amongst the audience and really amongst the, the peer peer networking uh, at the state and local government. So first thing we did was let's get the city's state and local leaders involved in the program. Boom. Every one of our shows probably has a minimum of 100 state and local speakers. Um, so number two, the thing we decided to do was make it available to them to attend for no charge. So we sponsor all our city folks. I'm expecting over 500 of them to join us in Raleigh in about three months. And um, I'm very, very proud of the fact that we can deliver a product that I believe is delivering great education, as well as networking and partnering opportunities while making it easy to attend and participate. Um, I, I feel for the cities. Um, you know, I do a lot of reading beyond smart cities. And 
you know, as a, as a country and everything else, we have challenges. You know, there's there's cities are being inundated, you know, with new uh, new residents and, and um, they've got challenges. But I like to think smart cities is about helping those cities solve some of those challenges, maybe more on the citizen side and everything else. But um, this is our give back to them and hopefully uh, can keep them moving along the lines because I do believe technology can be used to benefit people. Um, it's not about building technology. It's about really bu- building a better uh, a city, a better life, a better society. Um, and that's what we're all about. It's a really interesting space. You've been there since the beginning. Yep. One day someone's going to make a documentary about everything that's transpired. Uh, yep. If you had the opportunity to cast yourself in that documentary, we'd like to give our audience a, a visual of who they're he- hearing from you right now who, who would cast you who would you cast to play yourself in that oh wow um i uh i would probably cast myself um i'll, I'll be honest with you i've, I've always I've, I've always been leaning on the city side you know i mean ever since i got involved in this program even though i handle the conference program and do a lot of work with our sponsors and tech community um, again, I've got a real passion for the city and the city leaders. Um, they are the folks everyone wants to meet. They are the folks with an array of opportunities in front of them. Um, some of them imposed on them. Some of them are nice to haves, but I like to think that we're about opening up opportunities for them and helping them get by getting them involved in our community. And, uh, um, so I've kind of seen both sides of the bread here, but I, I got to admit, I, uh, I really appreciate what the folks are doing on the public sector side. Um, I've seen a lot of turnover. I will admit that even since COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, cities are changing. Um, they're evolving staff. I, I, you're seeing more, I don't want to say younger staff, but you're a little more technical staff because I think the, the job requirements are changing, particularly in the smart city space. you got to be a project manager. You have to some some understanding of technology and what it means to go digital. Because really, that's what we're talking about here is really, you know, collecting data, making better decisions with beta data analytics, hopefully making uh, better choices at the macro management level of cities to make life better for everyone. So that's sort of where my heart is. Um, I'd, I'd pick a Bob Bennett, maybe. He was one of my early favorite people in the space. And uh, um, I, I used to call him a bit of a cowboy because of his enthusiasm and his drive and his enthusiasm to um, make things happen and get people fired up. So that's, that's who I, I guessed. <laughs> I love it. Um, who's really driving the hardest to, to make this digital transformation happen right now? Is it the elected officials and elected leaders in our, our governments or are is it the career staffers? I, I would say it is really a functional management um, within the cities. Um, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of ways approaching smart cities. I, I like to say we're a bottoms-up event. What what I mean by that is we appeal to the city managers and mobility directors or the sustainability, you know, uh, officials or the CIO, innovation officers, uh, technical officers, sustainability managers, resilience officers. So we, we tend to... Um, deal with the folks and really decision makers. And uh, the good news there is a lot of times they do have budget. Um, um, there are some other events out there that are kind of more maybe elected official down that are fabulous events as well, maybe more mayor driven, but we tend to bring more the, what I'd call functional management of the city staff 
And um, those are the folks that really want to dig in and, and get down to the nuts and bolts about, you know, what options are out there in the marketplace. Tell, tell us a little bit about the maturity of, of the market right now. You, you had your early adopters like your, you know, your carrier, Wilson, North Carolina. You've got a lot of mid-market cities that are, are highly involved, you know, whether it's Denver, whether it's Raleigh, whether it's, uh, you know, the, a lot of activity happening in Colorado and Texas. Yeah. Uh, but then we're starting to see really small communities get involved. Like as you look at, you know, large versus small, you know, urban versus rural or like, like what, where are, are people today? Yeah. And kind of yeah. what's the maturity of, of the ability to handle all this data and this technology? Yeah, I, a great question. Um, so I, no bones about it. When we started this, it really was about the NFL type cities, you know, the big, the big, you know, 20, 25 largest cities and what they were doing. And and today you look where they are, a lot of them, whether it be Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., smart corridor, smart lighting, large, large installations. Dallas is on a roll right now um, in, in what they're doing. Um, Las Vegas has been almost a living testbed of advancement and innovation. So that's amazing to see the industry grow up and a lot of these pilots go to, you know, small production runs now to large scale deployments, um, real money, real deals, real jobs coming into the sector, which is wonderful. Um, at the same time, where I'm seeing growth today is more in what I call the the small and medium sized cities, you know, those with, you know, maybe 30 to 80,000 or, or 100 to 250, you know, and that's the nice thing I find about smart cities is every city's different. Everyone's got different challenges. And they they almost today have a playbook of what they're looking for, whether it be, you know, um, whether it be safety or, you know, whether it's, you know, video capture or whether it's smart street lighting or air quality or, you know, large scale deployments, networks, you know, private networks, um, e-government solutions. I mean, there's really now a portfolio where even the smaller cities and sometimes towns and counties can come in and pick up pick up uh, a page for what they need and uh, and grow with it. You know, so um, our growth is really coming from not those 25 NFL cities, but from those 10,000 small cities uh, across you know coast to coast and north you know across North America. Um, and that's exciting to me. We'll see that. We'll see that um, play out really nicely here uh, in Raleigh in a few months. It's great to see the growth, and, and you're right. It's you know things are growing horizontally really, really fast. And every city that we engage with, no matter what the size, is exploring. They're piloting, and many of them now are scaling. But the market is still pretty fragmented when you think about solutions. Yeah. It's not like. We've yep. gotten to this point where there's only three cellular networks anymore or anything, yep. you know. Um, yep. Is this good because we still need to really experiment with lots of things? Or is it bad because every city is going to be different and every time you you move from one place to another place, all of a sudden you're no longer compatible? Yeah. No, you hit on a, a great spot here. And, and it's one thing that I'd say is somewhat been missing. And, uh, you know, this is truly the smart cities movement is truly being driven, you know, at the state and local level, in, in my opinion. And uh, but what you are seeing green shoots and more involvement um, at the federal level, you know, whether it be uh, NIST or HHS and 
State Department and folks wanting to come together and maybe even start to talk about standards and and, and maybe even a national kind of technology roadmap that 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 could be or should be available for all cities and folks to look at and and uh, I'd say that's an area of opportunity. But I I'm I'm hoping to bring some of those federal speakers into Raleigh, for instance, in three months to talk about what's happening. I think you maybe even recently saw uh, an update from the Global Cities Teams Challenge coming out of NIST about their roadmap and their their focus and, and how they want to go forward um, in terms of that area, maybe more standards policy, maybe at a federal level, I don't know. But um, we it would be most welcome because you're right, I think there's there is some confusion sometimes when it is always left to the city and the city to make those decisions on their own. Yeah, very, very interesting. You've mentioned the Raleigh event a couple of times that's coming yeah. up uh, this spring. Yeah. You get to be, you know, you're the conductor, the lead architect, so, you know, however you want to describe it. As I understand, you've had record breaking submissions yeah. for folks that want to discuss their challenges, their yeah. solutions, their best practices. Tell us a little bit about that that challenge, right? That's a really difficult uh, thing. Are you looking for the newest things nobody's seen before? Are you looking for the top experts? Like, how, how do you filter out and create the right program for a big yeah. You know, I, I always thought I could figure that out before and have an idea, but what I've, what I've learned is I've got to read all those panel submissions, you know, because it takes a lot of time it's a lot of effort but there's gold in them and uh and uh you know we used to maybe back in the day cherry pick certain things but i found here that you know really pays to to get into the details with these folks and uh um i'd say you know again probably the best the best submission group i've ever received you know i probably have done 17 or 18 of these programs um the quality of them, the level of speakers is at a level uh, I've never seen before as well from not only across industry, but across cities. Um, and uh, I would just say AI is becoming a, a very, very interesting and dominant technical theme that I'm seeing probably 30, 40% of these panels touch on AI and how AI is gonna impact you know, infrastructure, mobility, digital transformation, urban operations um, across the city. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really fascinating. You know, I've, I've got, I've got panels from, from Dubai and from all over Europe, Canada, across North America. Um, I've got a, a China, a China based company wanting to come over first time. I've been, you know, in 10 years. Um, and uh, you know, this is a global, a global movement. Um, and uh, yeah, the content has been fabulous, but uh, there's, you know, we will be posting our preliminary agenda here probably within the next couple of days, I think is probably the strongest program we've ever put together and still a lot of work to be done on it. But, um, you know, it's funny how you, we've got five vertical tracks that we cover, uh, digital transformation, urban operations, smart mobility, urban infrastructure, and community engagement. And it's funny, you get 200 panels, somehow in some way they all kind of, you end up with 40 or 50 for each track. So it's <laughs> it's kind of interesting how it works, but the panels are better, the content's better, the speakers are better, and we're making headway in lots of area that can be talked about. I think one of the things it's it's been interesting, I'm out at you know events and conferences all over the world on a regular basis, as you know, and 
there are some places where you know the focus is on the uh the pizzazz maybe i'll say you know you, you think of a ces for instance and oh there when you think about mobility for example it's hey here's the first drone taxi that's going to fly humans around and you know it's super cool but not a lot of cities doing that you know and then there's other places like yours where it's actual folks that have to implement mobility and, yeah. and understand like okay here's the nuts and bolts of what really works and what yeah. you know we need to underlay but believe it like you know how do you balance the the sex appeal versus the practicality yeah i i i like to say we're a present future event we are for the most part dealing with real world challenges um and real world solutions that are available really off the shelf today in, in many cases um but we also bring in a number of forward-looking um panels as well but um we yeah we 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 tend to um there there's a there's tremendous need today in the present which is kind of neat you know we know technology is always creeping technology always wants to push the end to the envelope we will have plenty of those sessions but we're going to talk about real solutions, real opportunities for cities today. We'll even see that in Cary. I think, you know, with the, the walk in the park that we're planning um, after the Raleigh event and um, see real solutions being implemented. Uh, this is, of course, in a public park space, but it's almost like a test bed um, that as we as we learn, we'll continue to roll those solutions out where they need to be adopted. Um, but we're definitely uh, current looking at the current state of things today, what's needed and what's available with an eye towards the future and what's coming. It's fantastic. For those that aren't familiar, Cary, North Carolina has just built a brand new downtown park. Uh, they like to call themselves the town of Cary. They're, they're actually larger than any city in uh, West Virginia, in South Carolina, and Alabama. It's actually quite a large city. Uh, but this park may be the smartest public yeah. park uh, yeah. in, in the U.S. It's, uh, it's fat, fascinating uh, to see where the innovation is happening. It's not just in the New York's and the Philadelphia's and the Los Angeles is like you're like you're talking about. Yeah. So help us to understand if you might a little yep. bit of a teaser of, you know, are there some things that we can expect to see that haven't been talked about before? Or maybe are, are the real emerging uh, challenge areas? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, number one, I'm just going to say when we, we look at this event that, you know, pretty much 100% of my time has been focused on these days. Um, I think this is going to be the most uh, robust event and maybe the the, the, <laughs> the most fun event I've ever put, put on. And uh, the reason I say that is we're going to start with uh, pre-conference meetings on the 7th of November. And I've got everyone from us ignite to the fireware organization to semiconductor semi uh, wanting to host a workshop ctia will be there on monday hosting a workshop on the wireless mobility um, maturity model um, and i know uh, john's going to be convening his uh, connected triangle plus group as well so we're going to have lots of basically a full day of content on monday and then we're going to roll into our awards program that evening um uh, of the seventh you know the smart 20 awards and then we have three basically two and a half days of content um keynotes probably the strongest keynote program we've ever put together um we will have some new fresh faces i do have uh, google for instance for the first time um coming to speak um and we've got some um some other very interesting uh, technology companies you know we still have our, our 
great partnership with AWS and folks like Ubiquia and Amoresco, and but several new uh, faces will be there, and including some hopefully high, very high profile folks from the from the Triangle region. Um, then we're going to wrap up the event with that half day program and carry, which will be a combination tour, content, and reception hosted by Nicole. And um, I, I'm trying to convince John, Smart City Manager, to why don't we just declare the Smart City Week Raleigh? Because really, that's what it's going to be. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm more excited about this show than I've been about really any show, um, you know, for the foreseeable uh, past. So I'm really excited to get to Raleigh and uh, love working with the group down there. It's, it's fantastic. For folks that are interested to learn more, I know it's not too late to register. It's not too late to get involved, to exhibit, to sponsor. What's the best way to to connect with you or with the organization? Yeah, great. Um, well, the website is smartcitiesconnect.com, uh, cities, not city, uh, .com. Uh, I will, within the next couple of days, believe we'll have a preliminary agenda up for folks wanting to look at the program, see the flow of the days. Um, it's still somewhat preliminary as we're nailing down conferences, uh, conference panels, um, but you'll get a really good flow for the program and what it's about. Um, you can always contact me directly. Um, I, I consider myself kind of a high-touch guy, and uh, um, I put myself out there as most as best I can, but it, it tends to work uh, to my favor. You can always reach me at rerb at techconnect.org. You can also find me on the website, smartcitiesconnect.com, and uh, you can click on my uh, on my email address, or, or you can call me. My mobile phone's also posted on the website. Happy to chat with anyone and get you to the right people if I'm, if I'm not the right guy. It's fantastic. As we start to wrap up here, Rich, can you give an example from a past show? You've been doing this for many, many years, as, as you said, over 10 years now. Give an example of an outcome that came out of one of your shows that might inspire someone who hasn't tried this before to say, you know what, maybe I, maybe I should go, maybe I need to go to an event like this. Yeah. What, I, what I've seen happen um, over and over again in all elements of the program, um, I know you're aware we run an innovation challenge event at our programs. Oftentimes, wonderful things happen there when between our reviewers, which tend to be cities, industry, as well as investors, um, as well as just from the conference sessions. Um, that's really where the power of Smart Cities Connect is. It is in those networking sessions, those conference sessions panels those conversations tend to tend to spill out into the hallway if i can get them out of the room and continue uh in the hallway but what i often hear is hey rich um you know i, I i've got three great leads coming out of this show and one of them wants to engage in a pilot and you know and the way this sector has worked in my opinion is if you if you can find a, a champion you know and you get that pilot this is such a, a close networking group, this peer group. Um, they share, they share successes and they share failures and they share everything in between. Um, I've seen companies literally grow up, you know, um, in this space. You know, you could take a, a Rubicon or you could take a, a Ubiquia or you could take a number of, of startups I've seen just come back to me and thank me for just being there and having those people and meeting those content. Um, the contacts that they made. Uh, it is an executive event. Um, you know, we have a lot of technical people there, but generally we have decision makers uh, with budget that are looking for solutions. So it's a, 
a great opportunity just to get out, get around this community, get involved in the conversations, um, attend it, maybe even exhibit, you know, apply to speak. But uh, I have seen, I have seen miracles happen, you know, and it really comes from that networking and building that relationship. It's not the quickest industry to turn something on and off, you know, but I've seen folks who've made the investment and they're reaping the reward and now leveraging uh, that platform. A final question for you, particularly because you talked about uh, speed. Yeah. When do you think, how many years in the future will we not think of this as smart cities anymore? This is just going to be cities. Like this will be understood and accepted in standard practice. Yeah. I, I I think we're I think we're pretty close to getting there, Tom. I, I I don't want to use smart as a buzzword, but it probably is more of a buzzword or a marketing uh, term. I heard IBM coin the term back in early two thousands, and it's stuck around and uh, it's being used globally, of course. But I, I think everyone understands smart is really um, continuous improvement and and always looking to get better. So, you know, maybe it will never outdate itself, but. Um, I think most cities today are, you know, smart at some level. And I think there's always the ambition to do better and make things better. So um, in some ways, maybe this terminology will never go away because you can always get smarter, right? Or you can always get, you know, safer, you know, or you can, <laughs> you know, more efficient, you know, or whatever, whatever the process is. But uh, smartest, it looks like it's going to be, be with us for the foreseeable future. Yep. Well, well stated. Thanks for sharing your expertise and your wisdom, Rich. It was great to have you on the program. Again, the event is Smart Cities Connect. You can find that at smartcitiesconnect.com. It is May 7th to 10th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, if you can't make that one, and I advise you should go to it, I will be there. Love to meet everybody. Uh, but uh, there are additional shows coming up in the future every six months or so. So just keep an eye on that URL. Uh, thanks again, Rich, for joining us on the program today. Love working with you, Tom. Appreciate all the support. Looking forward to seeing you in Raleigh in three months. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Riot Underground podcast. The Riot Underground podcast is created and produced by Riot Studios with music by Scott Jackson. Riot is a nonprofit focused on economic development through the Internet of Things or IoT. By capturing emerging markets, producing educational events and conferences, and accelerating startups, creating IoT opportunities locally, nationally, and globally. Learn how to engage by visiting us at riot.org or sending us an email at info at riot.org.